Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, got my main man, Deuce. Yeah, man. And we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And we love to do what we call the Deuce Salute. Yes, sir. Ah, Good times. Good times. Also, I want to say thank you to our fine folks over at Grove Roots Brewing Company and GroveRoots.com. Downtown, you can check them out. Official beer sponsor, the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce. And another one of our good sponsors is Michael Carey of Michael Carey's Art. You can find them at facebook.com forward slash M I C H A E L Carey, C A R E Y dot art. Also, you can find them at michaelcareyart.com. He does commissions, he does prints, he does it all. He's the guy you want to go to. He's got amazing art, especially if you want a specialty piece for your house. There's great commissions. You want to check him out. And one person you definitely want to check out. Who did our, who's done our, you just heard his work at the beginning of this episode. Yes. He did our theme song. <laughs> the you man. never let that go, No, nah, man. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the sexual heavyweight champion of Orlando, Florida himself. <laughs> Manica Lee. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you guys doing, man? It's been a minute. We're doing excellent, man. We're we're super yeah. stoked. We're super stoked to talk I to know, you. I know. Uh, apparently, I'm I'm working on a, a little thing for the fast food deacon as well. But, yeah, uh, the deacon yeah. of fast food eating. I can't even wait because, like, I gave you some ideas, and every time I give you some ideas, you're like, "All right, let me take a minute," and then you take a minute, and then it comes back, and it's ten times better than anything I ever could have imagined. Well, yeah, I, I do what I can. I'm not I'm not amazing all the time, but I do what I can. Well, you've been amazing so far. You're yeah. you're you're 1-0 so far. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> My title right now I'm I'm 1-0 when it comes to WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm, I'm Undertaker. <laughs> you're uh you're um uh what is it? Glacier versus Marty Jannetty in WCW. You're yeah. 1-0. So <laughs> that's not, that's not go there. <laughs> that's not go there. I actually used to um Funny thing is, my girlfriend told me that Glacier actually worked with us at Full Sail, and I didn't know until he finally left Full Sail. Oh yeah. wow, that's funny. Glacier so, still um, lives in Orlando, and he like works around there. I think he like goes over to NXT every so often. He does like yeah, a yeah, ton of does. indie stuff over there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just did. I just didn't know until like the minute I was, uh, I started working there. She's like, you know, I work with a, uh, a wrestler guy. The guy's name was Glacier. I was like word and then the minute i like finally looked him up to see what department he was in he was gone i was like oh boo yeah so 
so yeah, the three of us obviously we love we love wrestling. Um, I wa- yes. I personally myself watch about fourteen hours of wrestling a week. God damn, that's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's I try to watch it all if I can. Um, but obviously yeah. there's stuff out there that you know there's pro- there's there's independent promotions across the U.S. that you know I can't I can't catch or they're not televised where I can see them. So obviously I'm not catching everything. But all like I would say at the top. 10 companies you know that that pretty much are being televised in some form uh, I'm trying to catch uh, I, I don't mi- I don't make every episode but I try to catch most of them uh, thanks to the WWE Network and Hulu I'm able to watch most of the programming uh, that I need uh, and let, let's just talk about real quick before we get into like what's going on let's just talk about the network for a, for a hot minute because that network uh, is blowing up man the network is not as good as it was when it first started when we got stuff like WWE Camp and um you know those behind those, like the Edge and Christian show. It's not it's not as cool as it is anymore because they don't have those shows anymore. I like Ryan Long. I like Table for Three. Yeah, I, I those like, two are still around. Those are really we, great. We lost the JBL show, which I really liked. We're getting another season of Edge and Christian, right? Which is good. Yeah. We're getting more. The last two Table for Threes have been like the best thing I, I've seen. Also, like the Bring It to the Table, like, which Bring is it like that ESPN kind of thing. It, it reminds cool. me a lot of like when they had Stephen A. Smith and they had what was the other that guy first that was take. The first yeah, take? Skip Bayless. Yeah. yeah, it's they've got that new show on Fox Sports One, which is the hotness, which is undisputed with Skip Bayless. Right. And um, goodness, I forget the other guy's name. But, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, which yep. is the hotness. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot like that, and I like it because it's like a ESPN style show. I'm sure it's super cheap and easy for them to make, right. and it's awesome. <laughs> and they talk about things like I didn't think they'd talk about Hogan. They talk talked about Hogan. Right. They did an interview yeah. with Kurt Angle where he's talking about his his former drug use and, and opiate addiction and stuff. And I'm like, wow, they're like. They're getting deep in it, man. Well, like, also, Stone Cold's bringing his podcast for another season. Really? Uh, yeah, nice. they just got a release, I think, last night. They were talking about it. Uh, so he's going to be putting out about eight more episodes. Nice. Because we were unsure. Yeah, another thing I was worried about because we didn't see it anymore. And I was like, it was getting really hot. You were getting Paige. Like, huh, the Paige interview. It wasn't that great. But I don't even know why Paige got an interview. Like, I guess they gave Paige an interview because I kind of say like, hey, Paige is still here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. But, right? oh. oh, we know she's here. Well, we I, know she's here oh, now. <laughs> let's not get on that page, Candle. I say this much. Xavier Woods, good job, sir. Good, <laughs> good job, son. I think good my favorite job. was when they had to do the backstage segments with the New Day because they didn't want him get, being out in front of the audience with all the booze and stuff. And yeah. Big E's like, so, Xavier, you got something you want to tell us? And I was like, oh! I know, and I was like, yo, and they brought to bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> and then they, did, then they like did something like, hey, dude, I ice cream bars or yeah. something. But like for a hot minute there, it was like, what are they going to do? Well, I think what happens, what 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 happens is the fact that when Stone Cold goes on, he's he's actually asking like the tough questions. Yes, and like think about the last three interviews that they did all had really controversial topics. Like when he talked to the Big Show, Big Show's talking about how he almost like killed himself a couple times, and how like Dean Ambrose had a uh, Dean Ambrose like he didn't know what he was doing, and he was like all over the place, and he would quit jobs left and right, and like so it showed like he had poor work ethic. And then you and then you have uh, AJ Styles who pretty much said his dad beat on him. Like he got abused, yeah. so you're like sitting here like St- Stone Cold did the best he could, but like when people are dropping this stuff, you're not anticipating. You're like, 
Oh, maybe McMahon's not like uh, too keen on that. I really think if they're smart, they just need to do those taped. They need yeah. to quit doing them live and just do them like do them after Raw, tape them, or even before Raw, uh, before they go on air, they can tape them, edit them. Like say they guys get to the building like at two or three o'clock, right. sit down, do the interview. They've got guys there that can cut it up, get it ready to go, and it can still go on after Raw, but be taped. And I think yeah. that would be the kinda, better way to go. Kind of like how they do, like they did the House of Horrors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you know the House of Horrors is for sale, sir? because Bray owns it. Oh, is that what it is? The article I read was Bray was selling the house. Oh, I didn't know he owned it. That was the article I read. Now, that could be totally wrong, so let's just say allegedly to make all of our lawyers happy. Uh, But allegedly, Bray owned it. So it was like for $36, you can own the House of Horrors. So before we get into the awesomeness of WrestleMania, because you were there, Manic, let's talk about that uh, payback thing, because like, you're in San Jose. It's light outside. Like, and all of a yeah. sudden they start pulling up in a dark, like at night in a in a limo. Like, wait a minute, that's not live. It says live at the top, but it's not live. They tried to pull that, and I was like, you guys ain't slick. And then what was up with the napkins, the like green napkins that right yeah. in your head? You know, <laughs> those. I don't know. It was, it was a little bit ridiculous. It was all over the like, place. I felt like the House of Horrors match was a a low budget uh, house of uh, a low-budget Halloween Horror Nights uh, house. Yeah, so sure. Like they house. said, Bray, let me give you $150, <laughs> and you see what you could do. And, like, the Bray was like, well, okay. And then he, like, he, you know, put the hung the dolls up in the room and, like, got all the other stuff and got the cheap-ass fridge that he could throw on top of somebody. Well, let's, just, let's just say this. I, I, don't, I don't think the WWE knows what to do with Bray Wyatt, which is yeah. unfortunate because – I I've been on so high on Bray Wyatt since he first debuted. I love Bray Wyatt. I think he's one of the most original characters that come out since the Undertaker. Like seriously, like he he was he's so invested in his character. He's amazing. He's he he can go out and cut a Bray promo. Bray Wyatt had so many. He's had so many opportunities. He's had so many opportunities to be the next Undertaker. And I just don't feel like Vince wants to put the title on that not that title, but like the the idea like hey he could be the next Dark One. Yeah. I mean, Bray has done some really dark stuff, and like, yeah, it'd be dope, but it's just, I don't know why he doesn't want to pull the trigger on him. It's just like, well, I think he yeah, you're did, a big guy, but you're not my kind of big guy. Yeah, I think he didn't want to pull the trigger just because he had Undertaker in his back pocket, but now that it looks like Undertaker might be retired, you know, he might be like, okay, now I'm going to pull the trigger on it because now we don't have that kind of character. But I think Bray is a perfect example instead of, Bray listening to creative, creative needs to listen to Bray. Right. Bray needs to go to creative meetings and sit down and say, look, this is the ideas I have for my character. This is what I want to do. This is a feud I want to have. And he needs to be able to sit down and spitball with creative and creative listen instead of creative trying to come up with them. Because when he does it on his own and comes up with the ideas, they're fabulous yeah. and perfect. They're 100%. Yeah. But I feel like prime example is House of Horrors. I think this, that creative was like, you're going to have a House of Horrors match. And he's like, well, what the fuck is a House of Horrors match? Well, House of Horrors matches, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, fuck me. Okay, I'll do my best to make this work. Yeah. You know? And there wasn't. I mean, there really wasn't much to do in the match. I mean, what? It, like, I was more uh, to, to kind of bring it back to Booker, Booker T. Uh, I, I was more entertained by the Booker T. Stone Cold match in the supermarket. <laughs> you know what? It reminded oh, that me. That was the best. That, that was, was honestly the yeah. best segment. Especially when he comes out of the the milk. 
you come out of the dairy aisle with the doors of, oh, I was parsed. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. It's just, oh my god, that was one. But it reminded me a lo- lot of The Rock like, versus Mankind. Yeah. At the Super Bowl. Right. You know, the Super Bowl match they did in the empty arena. Yeah. Like, it right. reminded yeah. me a lot of that. Even though that match was really good because right. of the two talents involved, it reminded me a lot of that. But it was like, that is a really good way to do it. This is the way to do that completely horribly. Well, just like, I think the whole Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt thing didn't work. I mean, from the beginning. Like I the just whole, don't think the two of them meshed well. Well, it's not even that. It's just like, okay, so you take a guy like Bray Wyatt who feeds on the power of Sister Abigail, and then you have you have uh, Randy Orton destroy the house that Sister Abigail has, and now you have a you have uh, Bray Wyatt showing weakness, crying in the middle of a corner, while while Bray, while uh, Randy Orton's Brady. sitting there. Like Bray throws up the arms. <laughs> yeah, like it made Bray Wyatt look so weak, and I'm like, dude, you can't make your champ. Hey, making your champion look weak. He was champion at the time. Make your champion look super weak, and then kind of just you know castrate the character. Like I, I was not, a ha- I was not happy with the way that turned out. But honestly, that's just how the way WWE creative. Do- like I mean, a lot of heels. Like think of Seth Rollins when he was heel. He was like right. really like a baby. He would cry like, hey, hey. I need, I need you guys to help me. I can't do this. And this, and this, and that. And it's like, they, they kind of do that with their heel champions now. It's like they make them look weak rather than diabolical, sinister people that, that like, when Randy Orton, like, when Randy Orton got his first amount, amount of heat as a heel, and he was doing things like punting people and, you know, RKO and stuff and then beating up Linda. Like, that's heel heat. They don't like doing stuff like that no more. And I don't know why. Well, I he really used to be why. called the Legend Killer for a reason. Yeah, that was a good gimmick. I really liked that, and I kind of miss it because it because the Legend Killer allowed us to see legends again. Yeah. And even though he like did an RKO on them, but it was just like, you know, it'd have been good to to have them do more of that. Maybe even bring it back. Like, hey, I'm the Legend Killer. And I'm gonna be the only legend. Well, I actually have something to to add to that because I I guess I'm a wacko. And, like, probably once a week I check the WWE shop to see, like, what new T-shirts they've added. And they've recently added the original, the RKO shirt where it said Legend Killer on the back. It's a retro shirt. And they just added it, like, this past week. So I was like, well, if they're bringing back that retro shirt, maybe they're kicking around the idea of bringing back the Legend Killer gimmick. Because the problem is he's on Raw now. Raw is pretty stacked. Like, Raw has got a pretty damn good depth of talent. So he's going to have to do something to kind of kind of stay ahead of the pack because, I mean, the girls are killing it on oh, Raw. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the tag team division is just stellar. The, the powder keg, which is Finn Balor and the club being there, forming some sort of ba- Balor club or some sort of like the club where it's the three of them running together is like a DX kind of situation. I mean, that powder keg could go off at any minute. Like, no, I was saying, I was kind of curious. I'm kind of curious on what they're going to do with them. Like this whole Balor club thing is kind of like a fan club. Like anyone's within the Balor club. Like the way they did that uh, payback, it just seemed like it was a fan club. I'm like, eh, that, that's not a club I'm trying to be a part of. If we ain't super kicking people, and beating people up, I'm not trying to be part of this gang because that's that's a weak gimmick. The Bowler Club. And let me let me ask the Bowler Club if we should have you guys in. And it's like, what is this? Like, 
fifth grade and we're actually like trying to get people in by uh, announcations and 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 no nah, it was just it was really weak I, did, I don't like what they're doing with him with that they need to stop that bring if you're gonna do a club do a, a club that Balor made you know yeah right do a Balor club and do it like a DX yeah like that yeah DX but I mean since he's like kind of their new baby face right he's gonna be the guy um I mean which is weird because you got Seth and you got Finn they're kind of like they're gonna be their top baby faces right now, and then Finn um, is more likely gonna get the title back. He's gonna be Brock, so it's gonna be like the Beast versus the Demon, which is gonna be a really good idea, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I'm like, I'm kind of curious on like where they're going with Finn right now. I don't know where they're going with him. Well, my main thing is I I feel like ever since Carl uh, Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows when they when they came back, they really didn't know what to do with them. I feel like they, they've underutilized them ever since they've been over in the WWE. And mm-hmm. I feel like Finn is like – and sometimes this happens. You know, we've all seen it. Someone comes over from another promotion or they come from NXT and they just don't hit. They just – the crowd doesn't care for them. You know, I like the Ascension or whatever. You know, the Ascension yeah. was so huge at NXT. You bring somebody over and you're not guaranteed to be a star. I mean, Tyler Breeze was huge in NXT. He comes over – you don't. He's, he's the he, fashion popo now. What, what is yeah. he doing? He's doing nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like you you look at Finn. Finn was an instant success night one when he came over in the WWE. People just loved him, you know. And and yeah. so who knows what's going to happen with Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows? I mean, I, I mean, obviously they knew. I, I really hope the best for them. I mean, I think they really went to WWE because of the check. Sure. And, you know, it's kind of like to me the only reason why they went because I mean they were they were hot, they were like the top acts in the Bullet Club, so they were like they're not God, but they were like above God, so, right? Um, and but uh, I feel like when they went to WWE, um, I don't know, I don't know why they did. I really feel like they did it because of the check and. You know, well, they can come back home to America or whatever. I don't know. That's well, I weird. think that's part of it. But also, th- this is my theory on that whole deal. Uh-huh. They brought the three of them in together. AJ and uh, the the club right. of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Anderson. And when they all three yeah. started, they were the club. And they were all three coming out together. But then AJ blew up. And I think he blew up way quicker than – like, I think WWE wanted those three to run as a, a group for a while – but yeah. AJ was just exploding so much. They were like, sorry, guys, he's going to be a singles guy. You two need to figure it out. And, like, so they let him do his thing because, I mean, they're not even on the same brand anymore. Like, I think we'd be having a totally different discussion if AJ was on Raw with with all three of them because if that was the case, I think they would make, like, the Balor Club or right. the club sure. and have mm-hmm. Luke Gallows – and Anderson and Finn Balor and AJ all be like a new DX, which in my opinion, I mean, they can still do trades. They've got things they can do, but make the four of them together, the club, and have it like a new DX. That is too much star power. Okay? <laughs> that, that's too much star power. You got Finn and AJ, too much star but power. But think like about it. Kid. Like, one could have the heavyweight title. One could have the intercontinental title. One, the other two could have the tag team titles. Think they about it. They don't do that no more. But, they don't do but that's that what no I'm more. saying. They don't do it no more, but why? Why? Why don't they do it anymore? Back in the day, why. DX like, did that factions, shit all the time. So why not do it again? Factions would do. Factions would make other people big. Like, 
Like how the, how the shield became. That's like a prime example. Like one of them deep. had the U.S. title, the other two had the tag titles. Like yeah. they, that, you know, that's how you build a faction. And I think you know AJ at this point, in my humble opinion, does not need the rub. Like AJ is a made WWE guy now. A- He's a star. Okay, let's talk about AJ real quick because I think we're un- okay. underselling him as much as ironic as that sounds. Who has had the greatest? One single greatest WWE career since they may, went to the WWE. Who who's had it better than uh, I would say Kurt Angle maybe is, or Chris Jericho. Or Chris Jericho. But, but I mean, th- look th- at Kurt. that's an elite yeah. level when look, you say that you're on the level of a Chris Jericho. Or Kurt AJ Angle. Styles yeah. was in the Royal Rumble. You know, he made the Royal Rumble entrance, and then the last Royal Rumble, he was the champion going into that Royal Rumble. Yeah. In one year's time span. He is so over that yeah. when he was when he was on SmackDown, people on Raw when he made a Raw appearance, they they're chanting his name at Raw. It's like it's insane how over he is and how much merch he's selling. He is at the levels of like John Cena on merch sales. Like I mean, people are yeah. just eating him up. He I didn't is, know that. Oh, oh wow. yeah, he's like number two right now, and he's even beat John Cena wow. a couple times. Wow. So like well, it's, I mean, it's yeah, insane. John Cena's been on the back burner in a minute. So yeah. Um, yeah, he, he could be the next guy up. They need to make him more shirts. They got two shirts anymore. No, they yeah. got three now, I think. Yeah, they have three uh, now. Three yeah. or four. Yeah. They, they have the gloves. So... The gloves are selling out, and the yeah. hats and are the really hats popular, are too. the hats like crazy, the trucker hat. Oh, I thought, I thought it was a shirt with the gloves on. I was about to say, what the? No, 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 no. no, no, no. The actual no, because gloves. they, they okay. had the original one that was like just the P1 logo. I had that one, That's yeah. the one that Sean, uh, our good buddy Sean for Grapple Maniacs got both of us. Right. And then yeah. they had the one, uh, there was one where it's blue. Right. Uh, and it was like, you know, if it ain't oh, P1, yeah. you don't want yeah. none. And then he's got the new one that says Unstoppable right. AJ Styles. It just came out for Mania. So that's three. So, I mean, he's had some shirts. But, I mean, prime example, you look at the audience on SmackDown, that audience is a sea of AJ Styles it merch. Is. It really is. Like, it, I mean, it's insane. Like, it's night and day. Like, the his merch in the crowd is is like head and shoulders above anybody else on yep. that roster. Yep. And that roster, I mean, I think they did they did a very good thing about doing this draft, splitting everybody up. It makes the wrestlers happy cuz they're getting more time off and it's they're not getting beat up well, as much. Well, they never technically called it a draft this time. They but called it, it a superstar shakeup. Superstar shakeup. Shake up. Yeah. <laughs> Which that was the dumbest idea ever. Well, I I almost wanted a brand new draft, but like I get it. I think what they need to do, if they're going to do it like that, they need to have a draft every year and do it like the NFL. Like you do a draft of people coming from NXT and maybe say you're going to pick ten people, each each you know one gets five, and then they do like kind of like free agency maybe for a right. week. Like it's free agent week on WWE, and then they do it like where they'll make trades with each other between brands. Like I'm going to trade you this guy for that guy, and then maybe get a better draft pick number i mean really they if you're gonna do a draft you need to study the nfl draft because nobody does the draft like the nfl holy shit balls i watched that crap for three hours the first night to wait for the bucks pick because the nfl knows how to do a draft wwe if they could take the exact same model make it work and they could even make the superstar shakeup work it's just it didn't work because it needed more of a formula it needed to be like okay we're making trades, or you get you get to pick one of our people. I get to pick one of you. Right. Like there wasn't uh you get like the a second, formula, yeah. Second, fourth pick for for number one pick or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, like there wasn't a formula, and it just it didn't really kind of, matter at the end of the day. Like I mean, no, because it was a shit show. Right. 
So, because I mean, because with stuff like that, it doesn't make you feel valued. Like when, remember, anytime like they talk about Finn Balor now, he's like, oh, he was the first raw pick, and he was this. Like with the shakeup, it didn't keep the idea like who's the top guy. Like I agree. If somebody's yep. technically considered like the first pick, they're like, oh, we need to really watch this guy because I mean, he was the first pick. Like he was a first round draft out. pick. Yeah, like prime example, the guy that Chicago picked uh, in number two. They traded up to get him. Like, everybody's watching that quarterback and, like, the first-round draft pick of the draft this year. Everybody's going to watch that guy. So, I mean, it's you're exactly right. Like, where you're picked in the draft gets, gives you a value. So, I think they really should have done the draft all over again. And the good news is if you do the draft all over again, you can mix things up because, like I said, I think the, the biggest problem is A.J. got so big so quick. They were like, A.J. doesn't need the rub of, of Luke Gallows. They don't want him Ryan. pulling him down. Yeah, either. exactly. Like, they don't want so, the two of them so pulling over. him down. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think Finn is as big as AJ is, so I think the three of them working together he and could helping be, each though. other out. I mean, he, he, could. he could be, but I'm saying at this moment he's not, so well, why let, don't the three of them help each other out? Uh, I think I think Finn could be as, as big as AJ Styles. He was putting the bat burner because of his injury. That's true. Yeah, he's been off TV, and it's tough to you know the the audience uh, you know has short term memory, you know, so they 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 oh they, they just want to see who's next. You know what I mean? Because uh, even even uh even Seth Rollins, like if you remember, Seth Rollins was over before his his last injury. Yeah. Like the crowd was so over with him, and then he came back, and the WWE misused him before he. Yeah, uh, we should make him a face because people were loving him, and he comes back and. I and speaking of back burners, the world heavy. He would can't when it comes to the ring, but it's because he was like Ric Flair esque. Like you couldn't, you couldn't hate the guy. Like he was that dang good, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what else we love, Deuce? We love paying some of these bills. And we're gonna take a small break, and we'll be right back with Manic and the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yo. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what what do listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. I'm Johnny, my main man, Deuce. Of course, we have the amazingly talented and wrestling fanatic connoisseur. Lots of adjectives you can descri- uh, describe him. He is Manic Elite. You can find him on SoundCloud.com forward slash Manic Elite. He also did our uh, our theme song, and he's working on a little fat eat, the eating the fast food deacon the as well. The deacon of fast food eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. working on the theme song I, I, for that. I still have to give you the story of where that came from. I, I think it might be another day, another time, but... 
Um, I need to. I, I need to one day find out the story of the, where the. Yeah, we'll came. fill you in. That that's an off-air story where that particular one came from. But, yeah, we'll, but we'll, I'll, we'll I'll preach that. We'll in. preach you the gospel. <laughs> the, 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 we'll che- teach you the gospel, the sweet baby Jesus, at yeah. another time. Yeah, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. But speaking of a good time, uh, WrestleMania, I heard you know was a blast, and you got to see it live, Manic. Yeah, um, I was able to work it. Um, we didn't do anything super crazy, which is mainly um, dealing with cable work and all that kind of stuff like that. So um, just a little something. It, the the thing about it is what was really cool uh, is we got to meet Paul Levesque at the end. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, well, as we know, it's Triple H. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, he was just like, hey, you guys are the future, you know. If you guys really want to do this, you know, we, you know, it's basically he, he gave us, he gives us that speech of, hey, you guys are the future, you guys can do this, do that, and um, if you guys really want to make it in this business, you know, working as the production team, I said keep doing your thing, and uh, we'll be in partnership with you guys, and so it kind of gives us that he's like kind of like keep doing these things, it gives us the opportunity to get you know some more show pro and and so that was really cool. I mean, it wasn't like. We, who was face to face with it? He was, you know, like we're in a room and you know everybody's in it and he's just talking to us. So it was just being in the presence of the game. <laughs> it was, uh, it was the game. Yeah. It was uh, really cool because you he could kind of see his his face was red and everything because you could tell he just got out the shower and probably put on the suit real quick after his match and he was just like, Yo, hey, you guys, we appreciate you guys' help. Um, you know, because since we're technically not doing it for pay, we're doing it for experience. You know, when we saw. Um, Undertaker's retirement that had people choked up in the back you know I don't know what you guys was feeling but a lot of 40 year old men were crying like <laughs> and I was just sitting there like I'm not in the, I'm not in the arena I'm, I'm in the arena but I'm not in the arena experiences so it was kind of sad but uh um it was it was cool you know we got I got to meet a couple of people not like superstar wise because I guess in the area we were in it it, we weren't really dealing with talent, but uh, dealing with the audio production work was really cool. You know, the NXT, um, the NXT, you know, experience, because we're working with Full Cell, we have the opportunity to like work things like that. So um, it's just giving us that experience. But WrestleMania was dope. I'm not sure about all the matches. I mean, I mean we could talk about the matches, but let's talk about John Cena's proposal real quick. <laughs> Um, well, see, Manic was the one that actually gave him the ring because he, he was working there in production, and Manic allegedly handed him the ring. Allegedly. Bitch, I would have told him, don't do it. <laughs> You're going to lose all your shit, Cena. Don't do it. I would have told him, don't do it. Because, like, I mean, the story is cute and all. My girlfriend loved it. Like, she was like, oh, my God, this is the best story ever. That was um, what everybody was- at our house was saying, and and we're going to say it now allegedly so we don't get our balls sued off. Manic was not the guy that handed him the ring. But if he did, I think Manic would have told him, player, you, you fuck it up, player. <laughs> like, no. Don't do it, man. Uh-huh. Let's get some tag team. Yeah, yeah let's get some tag team. Matches. Holla, 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 holla. Tag team matches going in here. So uh, I, I wish I could meet Teddy Long. Teddy Long, uh, that dance is so, like, just a eh. Like who who told him to do that? It's, it's so funny. That's ridiculous. Did I tell you that the the happy hour legal department was in an elevator with Teddy Long? Really? Yeah, they went to WrestleMania in I believe it was in San Antonio, Texas, and he was there and he got in the elevator and the legal depart our legal department, our lawyer was like, 
hey, Teddy, what's up? And he's like, how you doing, player? <laughs> and that was it. Like, that was the end of the conversation. He's like, how you doing, player? <laughs> and then they rode the elevator, and then he got off. What's up? And he's like, holla, holla, holla. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Because I didn't – you know, some of these wrestlers you meet in person, like, um, um, they're not always as you expect. They always tell you, like, never re- never meet people that you idolize because if you meet them and they're not who, who you think they are, it's going to be a downer. And I will say I've experienced that with a couple of wrestlers I have met. I'm not going to say any names because, you know, I'm going to still love you to death. Um, but uh, WrestleMania was dope, but WrestleCon – it's where the nostalgia really was. I don't. You guys didn't get to go, but um. <clears throat> what is Russell? Yeah, what is give Russell? Us your Con? report. I had I had to po- I had I got the chance to host my own little podcast there, <clears throat> with uh some uh with Megaran, who is a nerdcore rapper, also, um just a local a local fan of the event because they had a booth in there, and they gave you the opportunity to just like hey you know do your own podcast, and um. You know, just talk about whatever. And we just, I told him, I said, hey, let's talk about what we expect out of WrestleMania. And, you know, it was really cool to have, I mean, like, to have a booth itself. It was just really dope. But, um, WrestleCon, I got to meet Victoria, which is, which alleged thing happened the day I met, like, I met Victoria Friday. Okay. And then, I don't know if you heard, but there were other leaked information about certain wrestlers. And one of them was her. And I saw something that was in front of her face. And I was like, ah, and I just met you. You kissed me on my cheek yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's just like stuff like that. But um, uh, I've been asking her for some pizza. I've been <laughs> like, where's your pizza at, girl? Oh, yeah, yeah. She still does. Oh, she does. She still, still does, got the um, squared circle restaurant in Chicago. You see the T-shirts all the time at Raw and stuff. People, Because I think what she does is people are like, hey, I'm going to Raw. I got front row seats. And I, I, allegedly, I don't know this for a fact. I think she yeah. mails them T-shirts if she's like, look, we're going to be sitting at the front row of Raw this week. I think she mails them out T-shirts because I see those T-shirts. I know about the restaurant from Raw, from people wearing T-shirts right. and then do, going and doing my homework. And it's like, oh, she runs a pizza parlor in Chicago and they show like all the pay-per-views and stuff. And, you know, that's kind of how I found out more about her because I saw her a ton in TNA. And, uh, you know, because of that, like, you know, I loved her from WWE, but I loved her in TNA. And that's when she started the restaurant. You know, the funny thing about it is, it's actually on, mm, she actually has her ex running it. Oh, so really? Like, what? Like, she's like, yeah, we're in good terms. And he. Yeah, my ex is over there flipping them pizza pies, you know, because okay. you got to get the trailer payment. So. Yeah, she, yeah, she basically. He stays in the finest trailer park in, in, in Chicago. Yeah, he's he runs it while she's gone. And I was just like, I would never think of doing something like that with my ex. I mean, like. Yeah. That's that's my business, and if yeah. they mess it up, I'm messing them up. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a lot of love and respect for your ex, and both. That's a two way street. You both sure. have to have a lot of love and respect for each other because it's yeah. one of those things where you know I'm sure she's doing indie gigs. I'm sure she's doing a lot of these because WrestleCon. What it is for you guys at home is basically it was a huge wrestling convention, and it was all these wrestlers that were former WWE wrestlers, but also a lot of like the big top and up and coming guys at the indies. Because also our legal department, he did a huge whirlwind weekend that weekend of WrestleMania, and he did that show. And, like, the Hardy Boys had a match at that show the night before because the next night, Saturday night, was their tag team 
title match at Ring of Honor with the Young Bucks. So, like, they had a match that night. Then they had the Young Bucks match at the ROH Supercard Honor, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then they did the match at WrestleMania. So, I mean, those guys were making bank that weekend. I they think were. They were making bank that weekend. Yeah. Like, they, they, WrestleMania weekend was kind of like, oh, TNA, you want to let us – are you going to let our contract go? Huh? We're going to make money. We're going to make bank, son. <laughs> and they did. Like, they were making so much bank. Like, the ROH show, they must have made so much money because they had so much merch. And they did the, 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 yeah. the, the, they did the signings, like, where people were getting their pictures taken, autographs. Like, dude, I think they paid off some legal bills. They probably funded that, them babies' uh, college's education. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. they were making bank because I was seeing the role they were getting ROH. Young Maxim. Yeah. <laughs> young Maxim has got a young Harvard education paid for after that weekend. Probably. And the funny thing about it is, uh, uh, Rebby is uh, pregnant again, so she's getting ready to have another one. So uh, he posted on Instagram, he says, Maxim will soon be having a tag team partner. And I was like, yo, that's what's I, up. I don't know how old I'm going to be. I'm probably going to be 50 <laughs> or maybe 40-something. But when that happens, I'm going to look at it like... Oh gosh, that's gonna, that's gonna be a good moment to see if those boys do go into tag team business. Now, I don't ever see Jeff Hardy having a kid. I, I can't see that. I could see can't him see. having a kid. Like I know he's married. Yeah. I I could see him doing that. But probably he's probably one of those guys. If he has a kid, it's gonna be later in life. Like he's gonna probably be like almost fifty and have a kid. Like once he's kind of settled down. Have a dang kid. What's 50? that? I said that'd be the worst time to try to have a kid at the age of fifty. Yeah, like they get out of high school when you're seventy. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, that's not the way I would plan it. But, I, like, I can see him having a kid because I got to give credit where credit's due. You want to look at a true life story of guys, rags to riches, hit the skids, and then come back even harder. It's the Hardys because, you know, they yep. were nothing. They had their Omega, like, backyard wrestling deal. Then they got in WWE. Yep. They blew up. Then they both hit their hard times and had their own set of problems. But they both cleaned up, and now they've come back better than ever. I mean, if there isn't a, a, a story – a movie to be made on that. Oh, uh, absolutely. A, a WWE special. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they. It, it's insane for me just to, because what what was so crazy was Deuce and I. You know, we went to Supercard of Honor, which was probably the best pay per view I've ever seen live, personally. Yeah, hands uh, down. I think it's the only. Well, no, I've been to TNA pay per views, but it was the only ROH. The no, man, we watched the Rumble at the house. Mm-mm. We had to recover from ROH, man. You don't know. Some no, of, talking, some of the happy no. hour with Johnny and Deuce, and by some I mean Deuce, went very hard in the paint at ROH. No, what I'm saying is the Royal Rumble, like the Royal Rumble when it was here in an age. No, no, we didn't go to that we either. We didn't get to go to that one, no. Crazy. Now, luckily, my girlfriend got me tickets, and then when when, when AJ Styles comes out, and then everybody's marking out, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, it's AJ freaking Styles. Oh, my God. And she's like. Who is that? <laughs> but uh, but it was funny. I had an educator. It was cool. Um, but uh, it was just it was it's it's surprising to see how everything's going now. With it comes to back to what we were saying about um the Hardy Boys, um I'm I can't wait till they finally get to get the broken angle. Like I know Matt Hardy's been throwing it in a little bit more and more every episode. Yep. But the and minute the- they fully let them like pull the trigger and says, "All right, go full, go full, and have fun." Oh my God! They're gonna eat it up because the whole crowd's already like chanting it like every 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 uh, episode. So, yeah. So and, uh, I'm surprised Kevin Dunn delete delete you know, um, but I remember when at WrestleMania they actually tried to censor it, not censor it, but uh, edit the sound. 
so that you couldn't hear the deletes in the crowd. Yes, yes. And well, and they cut away when they won the title. Matt did the delete thing, and they cut away to the the instant replay when you're watching it yeah. at home. They're like, "Whoop, we better cut back away from that." But no, yeah. I do agree that they've been trying to like like you know not cut stuff away. Uh, delete it, so to speak. Uh, you know, the crowd's been crazy over. I mean, if they go back and they actually get the full, like you said, the full 100%, like, all right, you guys can go full throttle, full tilt with this delete thing. I mean, it, it they're going to, like, it's going to blow up. I think up. they are because, like, already he's been, t uh, like, teasing it on Twitter, right. the whole delete thing. Uh, they just had to deal with the legal stuff, which I think is probably one of the big reasons they went back to WWE because they're like, A, we're going to get a bunch of paychecks, and B, we get Vince's awesome-ass legal department, which right. is like, trust me, if you're TNA and you're going tit to tit with Vince's lawyers, you're going to lose. So they're probably like, all right, if you'll cut us a check for X amount, he could keep it. And Vince might be like, all right, let me – here you go. Here's a check. Bye. Yeah. And then because yeah. I, I think merchandise-wise alone, he'll he'll get his money back oh, for absolutely. that check. Probably within the first six months. Yep. So – because, I mean, already their merch is selling like crazy. Oh, yeah, crazy. even just the regular Hardy Boys merch, they're, they're selling out like crazy. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. my God. Look at how it was at ROH. When we went to ROH, like, there were three T-shirts that were the – well, four T-shirts that were most popular. The most popular in the building was anything Bullet Club, and that's what people had coming in the building. But yeah. the other three were that sold like crazy there. Uh, Cody, the American Nightmare, Nightmare shirt, because yeah. that's what you bought, yep. was selling that's like – That's still Bullet Club. Yeah, yep. that, that was selling like crazy. The Hardy Boys shirt was selling like crazy. And then also, they had one that they had sold. One company sold one online beforehand, and then ROH had one as well. And they both were basically Supercar to Honor shirts, but they had the Hardys and the Young Bucks on them. Like, ROH's okay. one was dope because it looked like a road sign, and it said Supercar to Honor, but it looked like somebody spray-painted over Supercar Super Kick of Honor. Yeah. And it had, like, yeah. both the Young Bucks and both the Hardys. And, like... I literally think every other shirt they sold was that shirt because I saw so many people wearing that shirt. And then a white one that they were selling online, not ROH, but another company, and I saw a lot of people with that shirt, which I think they missed the boat not selling that shirt there. Because yep. I asked a couple people, because a couple people had it on, like, hey, man, I saw that shirt online. Did you get it online or did you get it here? He's like, no, man, I got it online. I'm like, ah, shit, because I would have bought that white one. There's one shirt I wish Matt Hardy would bring back, but he can't because it's gimmick now. It's the Stronger Than Death shirt. I love that one. Well, I felt like once they do uh, the delete gimmick, I think they can do it. Now, was it a uh, was it a WWE shirt? The Stronger Than Death. No, one? this was when he was doing the backyard. Um, the Omega, like the indie circuit. Yeah, the Omega and stuff. He had the Stronger Than Death because this was like around after the whole Edge gimmick, uh, the Edge um, feud. Yeah, which um, that's when he did. I'm Stronger Than Death because you know he had that experience and then. You know, had a bad one at the end, and yeah. then he had the "I'm stronger to death." I'm gonna still keep fighting. Which another thing that would be kooky, not uh, kooky, but it'd be like a ha ha he he. Yeah. Even though Edge and Leader are both already in the Hall of Fame, the minute Matt Hardy gets in the Hall of Fame, it's gonna be like ha ha. I still made it, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's. I mean, the Hardy Boys now that they're home will make it in the Hall of Fame. I, Absolutely, I think they will probably make it in as the Hardy Boys as a tag team, not as as single guys. But yeah, single. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but you know, maybe the single thing will come later because I've noticed the big thing lately is sometimes they'll introduce people as a tag team and then introduce them by themselves later. Like you know, Edge has gone in, Christian has gone in. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if one year they're like, man, this class is a little light. How about we do Edge and Christian, like the tag team, and put yeah, them both in? Do it. I mean, because I Christian hasn't been hitting the Hall of Fame yet, has he? Well, that's a good question. Has I he? don't know, actually. I don't think he has. No, he I think he's no, introduced he Edge, but he didn't. he didn't. I don't think he. Okay, well, then maybe it. it'll get in. But, I mean, you got to look at a guy like Ric Flair. Ric Flair's got, like, three or four different Hall of Fame rings now because, like, the four horsemen went in. Ric Flair went in by himself. Uh, you know, like, there's guys that have multiple rings because they'll bring him in as, like, a faction. They'll bring him in, like, one at a time. Right. So, you know. Mm-mm. Freaking, freaking! I just I, okay. How about this next year? Okay, we 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 get off subject, but let's just go into this. Let's go into this afterwards. Okay. Um. So we're talking about the whole WrestleMania weekend and they, how last year me and uh dudes did a mania, um a mania podcast and we get to have Johnny in it. So I feel I feel like now. You can kind of talk about it a little bit now. How did you guys feel about the card at Mania? The card at Mania I thought was good. Like, I thought it was a lot better than the year before's card, which was the one in New Orleans was – Well, no, before. it was in uh, uh, Texas. Right? Texas, that's right. I thought this year's card was way better than Texas's card. I think once you threw the Hardy Boys in, that really did it. I think the my only problem with the card was this – once they brought the Hardys in and they did that huge ladder match, everything got so high, like the the adrenaline and everybody was so excited. Everything after that was kind of like a downward spiral. I agree. So yeah. I would have had that probably like the the second to like literally that match and then whatever the la- the main event of the night was going to be had that last. Yeah. Like have that like the second to last match. Like have it the match right before the main event, the final match of the night. That would have messed up a lot of people because I think you had that really big high and then you have this really big low of Roman Reigns like beating Undertaker. Like, yeah. That would destroy. Like you wouldn't know how to feel. like, oh, whoa. I mean, I almost, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion, think that match should have been the main event knowing that the Hardys were going to be in it. I think that would have been too much of a giveaway, though, sure. if they waited yeah. to the main event. But I think if it was a match right before Undertaker and Roman – I think that would have been good because people would have still been riding that high into the Roman Reigns match, which might have made it easier for him. But it was just one of those things. Like, after that match, I kind of zoned out a little bit. I think I might have even taken a nap through a couple of those matches. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Just because, well, (laughs) part of it is because I went so hard in the paint at ROH. But the other part was, you know... I just got I just got exhausted. And I and I and I I hated the the uh, Orton and uh Wyatt match cuz I just hated that whole the video on the ring like who, no that was Joe. What are you talking about? Like oh. that part actually I didn't mind, but the rest of the match was just kind of eh. Well, yeah, I mean, like the ending obviously. Yeah, but I like the idea. I thought that was really cool cuz it 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 was something new for Mania. How about that? It was something new for his gimmick like if he if he does that, like, in every pay-per-view, I feel like that should be something he does in every pay-per-view now. Like, um, like you bring up the, the 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 worms or something like that when he's, like, getting real sinister, and it kind of gives you a trigger to, like, his his, uh, his signature moves about to be landed. Like, yeah. you see, oh, it's the worms! It's the worms! Then, oh, guys, I landed! And then Scotty Too Hotty comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so help me God, I don't know what I'd do that day. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'll do that day. I think. I think I will turn off the TV, take my wrestling belt, give it to my girl, and just tell her I don't want this anymore. I don't. I don't like want we need to pawn this. 
Like we need to make some money from this because I'm done. <laughs> like just to, just imagine, just like the the worms come up, all of a sudden you hear the hit thing song, and Bray Wyatt just turns to the chainsaw. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sky too high. He comes out. I don't know. I don't know if he would get a pop or like a. I don't know what he would get. Like, do you think he would get a pop out of that? I don't know. That's don't a know. tough question. I I I I think the old school fans would would pop for him, and then I think. You know the the John the John Cena fans would be like, what is this? Yeah, who's this guy from? Dude, where's my car? You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but um, so like I said, uh, I feel the best match of Mania. Uh, it might have to be that ma- that that ladder match. It really has to be that ladder match. Yeah, that ladder match was the the highlight of Mania. Like I don't, I mean. You can get up there and say whatever you want, but I don't think any match at Mania topped that ladder match. I think once that ladder yeah. match was done, every yeah. if I was the Hardy Boys, I'd walked in the back with the biggest swinging dick you ever had and been like, "Top that bitch, <laughs> like top that motherfucker." So, yeah. uh, like, yeah. I, I might, even, I mean, I would walk up to Undertaker and say it, but I sure as shit would walk up to Roman and say it. Yep. So, <laughs> no, nah, I completely understand where you come from. That match was really good. I mean, like. Even though the the Jeff Hardy spot was kind of botched, and you know he still got he still got both guys, but yep. I still it was it was just really it was too good it was too good what? I was marking out, and I felt like the mark out was just like it was on the level of when AJ came. Yep, it, it was on that level. So yeah, um, it was really good to see, really good to see. I I, I feel like Mania did okay, but that match was the highlight of the night. There was nothing else that you could say. Oh my God. You know, that was a really good a mania because of these matches. It was just like, oh, Hardy Boys, that's it. Well, yep. and to give credit where credit's due, part of that botch might have been those two guys have been hard in the paint the past two nights. They had a main event Friday night, they had a main event Saturday night, and now they had a huge do-or-die match in WWE. <laughs> like, if I was those two guys, I, by that end of that weekend, I would have been like, I'm taking a week off. Like, I'm going home and you ain't seeing my monkey ass for a week. Like, I gotta, you know, and they were on Raw the next night. So, I mean, you know, they didn't get any time off. So, they were still, you know, having to go and then now they're on the WWE schedule. So, good for them. It's glad to have the Hardy Boys back. And, of course, as always, it's good to have our good friend, Manic Elite back on the show. Manic, get your plugs in before we wrap this bad boy up. Oh, man, uh, the plug-ins is you catch me on SoundCloud, which is Manic Elite. Catch me on Facebook, Manic Elite. Catch me on uh, Instagram, Manic Elite. Catch me on Twitter, Manic Elite. Oh, catch me on everything, Manic Elite. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, ain't you twitching again, especially with Injustice coming out? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to be in a tournament. I'm going to be in a tournament on the 21st. Um... A friend of mine from work, he's going to be streaming it from their uh, company. It's called G2. Um, no, excuse me, E2. Um, they're going to be twi- they're going to be streaming it, and you will gonna, you're going to watch me win it because uh, I don't think anybody's going to beat me in it. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be another tournament on my belt on my uh, belt that I'm going to win. I have only two tournaments on my belt. And another thing I'm going to plug in is you guys can definitely watch me on CEO. Coming up, I'm gonna try to get some sponsors. I need to at least make a hundred dollars or get a hundred dollars so I can um, go to the tournament and play. I'm playing for Tekken Seven, um, Street Fighter Five, Marvel vs. Capcom Three, and Injustice Two. So those are two. Those are the four games I'm playing for. And if I can get a sponsor to, to give me a hundred bucks, I'm going in. Well, two things on that. One, there's a possibility we might be there. Uh, 
at a table at CEO doing the podcast live because our good buddy Buck, hey. the Mega Buck from Virtual Game Treasure, is got a table and he said that he would let us because he's our sponsor use the table and do some stuff there. So I, it's on my calendar and I might end up going. The other thing is straight up tomorrow. Hit me up online. I've got somebody I can hook you up with. I don't know what he might give you. But at least uh-huh. it's a contact where you can say, look, you know, I'll wear your merch. You know, I'll go in your shirt. You know, I'll plug you, stuff like that. And maybe yeah, it's yeah, a way, yeah. even if you don't get the 100, maybe he can spot spot you like 50 bucks, 25. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's every little bit, you know. It's kind of like, exactly. uh, think of Brock Lesnar and the old UFC fighters. You know, you got four or five yeah, patches yeah. on your on your shirt <laughs> to kind of get yeah, you paid. But. Uh, I, I, I think I got somebody who might, uh, at least I can give you his information be like, look, contact this guy, talk to him. I'll get, I'll put in a good word for you and, you know, see what happens. You have to see my skills that I could definitely like demonstrate or something like well, that. Well, the other thing is if you're playing in four different games over the course of the tournament, because they live stream on Twitch, all that stuff, plus a YouTube and all that. Like, if I'm somebody that's got a business, especially a game business, and you're like, hey, I'll wear your shirt for your company all weekend long, you know, doing all this, that's, I mean, for me, that that's a good return on investment. But hit me up tomorrow for sure on yeah. Facebook, and we'll, we'll okay. see what we can do. Okay, cool. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, bit, a deal I can go for. Because <laughs> um, coming out of pocket sometimes, like, to say, hey, I'm going to throw $100. And no, all these things are like potlucks. So it's, it's everybody's throwing in money, basically. So the first prize winner for um, Street Fighter Five, let alone do they get the prize money, but they get an extra fifteen Gs oh, wow. along with it. So wow. that's crazy. That's crazy moolah. So um, I would definitely buy a house with that money. So. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you on the show again. Definitely, man. Uh, and any we need to like try to coordinate it where it's maybe closer to like a, a pay-per-view or do a pre-show or a post-show yeah. of something maybe or summer get slam closer to the roh pay-per-views man because you know what we should do we should do one live watching the, the live no do one live watching the roh pay-per-view there's nothing the whole wide world saying we can't bring the soundboard when we do uh the roh pay-per-view that's coming up very soon and then maybe yeah. doing one after the show possibly once it wraps up doing like an after yeah. An after show kind of talking yeah. about it. I mean, there's nothing in the world yeah, saying we can't. So, and especially if you're coming to the house, you already be there. So, yeah. And then plus at the same time, I mean, since you kind of you're getting this communication by ROH, you know, maybe they can be like, hey, you know, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna review it. So, kind of giving your viewers the opportunity to see what we say and think about it. Um, I mean, I, they not they probably wouldn't take it like, oh, are you gonna trash or stuff, you know? But I feel like, oh yeah, people want to. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you, man. Like people want to give it love, and anytime you could give a company love, they'll they'll show you love back. So, uh, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, one. exactly. Well, Manic, it's been good talking to you, brother. Uh, we got to do it again soon, and, Absolutely. and yeah. we'll we'll see you soon, buddy. Most definitely. See you guys, and uh, shout out to the Happy Hour Podcast. Love you guys. Keep doing your thing. And just and, uh, just uh, like uh, the club, man, it's too sweet. Sweet. See you, buddy. Later. See ya. Well, guys, oh, again. I got to take a oh, quick story. Sure, 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 um, sure. So, so, me and my girlfriend actually went to NXT recently. It's funny you guys did the too sweet thing. So, I, I don't know what episode it's going to be on, but you can hear 
you know how normally the crowd they give you the pain count there's one two and the two counts so there were these five-year-old kids in the row that every time we kept saying too sweet they said that's annoying that's annoying and do the clap and then my girlfriend was like yo what if somebody would actually say um so are you or something like that and then the guy beside us heard us the next thing that i did it that's annoying so are you that's annoying so and it's these five-year-old kids and we're like trashing them and we were just like oh my god we just started the chant that's that's crazy but it was terrible it was funny but terrible at the same time that's hilarious <laughs> awesome man. all right man we'll catch you later man definitely see you guys around Bye. see you man and, of course, it's been another amazing episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And speaking of ways you can find us, you can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, you can find us on uh, our email at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Send us your emails. Also, send us your emails for Buck, the Mecca Buck from Retro Game Treasure. We're going to be going to the Retro Game Compound, me and this time, Johnny along with yep, me. I'll be uh, there. And I want to bring a big stack of questions for him. So if yep. you've got any retro game questions, send them to us, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com, and put Ask the Buck in the subject line. Also, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And, of course, you can find our older episodes at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. If you like our wrestling episodes, we have got tons of episodes of wrestling celebrities. Lindsay Dorado, uh, Fred Ottman, Steve Carino. Carino. Yep. I mean, it, the list goes on and on of people we've, we've interviewed from all kinds of different wrestling organizations, and you can find them there at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And, of course, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags put in the Twitter machine. Hashtag happy hour podcast, podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. show. And hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya. <laughs>